Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Monday. Wow, is there a lot to talk about. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, one hour from now. Thanksgiving week, time to be with families, waiting in long lines at airports, frustrated with everything, jammed on the freeways. But what a great weekend of football. Looking ahead to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, an amazing week of football. One of my favorite weeks of the year. J-Mac, even last night, it was a good day yesterday. There was a lot of stuff going on yesterday. Just a tremendous weekend. Life, sports, everything, Colin. I'm on cloud nine here on a Monday. And uh, wonderful having new breaking news during the show. We shall see. We shall see. Well, life moves fast, my friends. Three months ago. Pete Carroll's a genius. Thank God he moved off Russell Wilson. Geno Smith is the future. Three weeks later, Russell Wilson looks like Russell Wilson. Sean Payton course-corrected the Broncos. Seattle, a regressing mess. Geno's Geno. Go look this season at Russell Wilson and Geno Smith's numbers. I won't lay them all out for the radio audience, but Russell leads the NFL in TD-to-interception ratio, 19-4. to And Geno is banged up, 26 touchdown-to-interception ratio. And in the red zone, I don't even know what Seattle is offensively in the red zone. Geno's not great enough to make plays. And Russell Wilson, last few weeks, beat KC, beat Buffalo, beat Minnesota. They were red hot. He's back. Playmaking, no mistakes, no picks. Accurate. The play of the game last week. Remember that corner of the end zone last night? Corner of the end zone? I said last week, I think Russell Wilson is 80% back. I watched that last drive. I watched that fourth quarter, and I thought it was 90% back. 
It just never made sense that Russell Wilson was going to be from Seattle to Denver and completely washed. I understand, not as twitchy, little older, mid-30s, I get it, but completely washed? That never made sense. And it was hard to explain that Geno Smith, who was an abject bust in New York, was suddenly some Pro Bowl quarterback. Everything regresses to the mean. Sean Payton deserves credit, but so does Russ. So does Russ. He works hard. One of the things I love about him during games, no smiles. All business, looks ahead, totally focused, a lot of, not a lot of nonsense, not a lot of this, a lot of that. Russell is all in on winning football games. The internet, and I said this last week, the internet doesn't allow you to fix, th- fix things, you know, like in real life, over a month or two. And in the NFL, it's always been understood if you take over a shipwreck, you need until Thanksgiving. The internet doesn't allow that. And they were humiliated against the Miami Dolphins, who can humiliate you, especially in the warm September-October weather of South Florida. But they were losing very close in other games, and they were making tiny strides. If you remember early, we're like, Russell's better. The defense still stinks. We're not quite sure. Week and week and week and week, another week, another week, and you let stuff bake. Like in real life, if you're remodeling a home or fixing a car or fixing a football team or redoing and cleaning up a business, grown-ups all realize it's not easy. Yes, Brady and Stafford, they won Super Bowls in year one. Yeah, but that's because Brady went to a team that wasn't completely lost and had really good weapons and just needed a right tackle and a quarterback. And Stafford went to Sean McVay and a rich owner and Cooper Cup and Andrew Whitworth. Denver was an absolute mess because they rolled the dice thinking they were going to get Aaron Rodgers and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. And it was man overboard. They couldn't do anything right. The culture was a mess. The offense was a mess. They were getting plays in late both sides. They had to hire a clock manager because the coach couldn't figure out the clock. So if Sean Payton would have taken over this job last year, it's not like Vic Fangio was a dynamic offensive play caller, but it wasn't the mess that Sean Payton had to clean up. And we see it every Sunday. We see it every Monday. We'll see it tonight. We'll see it every Thursday. We saw it with Lamar. The best quarterbacks win in this league. Go look at all the quarterbacks that won. Josh Dobbs, great story. Cool kid, great story. Geno Smith, redemption, great story. They're not great quarterbacks, but Russell Wilson was a great quarterback in Seattle, and it looks like about 85% of Russ is back. He moves well, the laterals, the quick flips, smart decision-making. You get none of the turnovers. Very few quarterbacks in league history give you the upside without the downside. Russ is one of those. Mahomes was one of those. Aaron Rodgers in his prime was one of those. Russ doesn't make the big mistakes. So Sean Payton had to fix virtually everything with this franchise. The locker room, the culture, most notably Russell Wilson. And he did, and you're watching it, and it's not perfect, and they're not a great team. But life moves fast. It never made sense that Geno Smith was better than Russell Wilson. Where? He wasn't in high school. He wasn't in college. He wasn't in his first team in the NFL. And now suddenly Geno's good and Russell's terrible. It never made any sense. Russell just needed a legitimate coach to get him back in the fairway. But Russell deserves a lot of credit for this, too. It's not like Russell was great in Seattle because of the coaching. And I don't think he's great in Denver because of the coaching. But Pete 
knows what he's doing, and Russell Wilson has Sean Payton, who knows what he's doing, and this is a fair representation of what Denver is going forward with Russell Wilson. Capable of beating Mahomes. Capable of beating Josh Allen. Capable of beating a, a, a red-hot NFC team. Not saying they will, but they're capable of it. And they never, and Russ never had a shot with Nathaniel Hackett, who's now with the Jets. How's that going? Here's Sean Payton after. Four wins in a row. Yeah, I think we we got some momentum going. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to groove yet. The key is, like, this isn't the team. This isn't the this this isn't it. There's still like this team has still got to improve, and um, and that's how we got to coach, and that's how we got to practice, uh, and I think we'll do that. By the way, remember how bad this defense was week three? You watch how good it was last night, especially down the stretch playmaking. That is called coaching. So I want to talk about two teams that didn't play, had separate games. Green Bay beat the Chargers. Jordan Love looked pretty good. And the Steelers lost to Cleveland. Kenny Pickett looked bad. But the Steelers and the Packers were in a similar situation. Iconic franchises. Lots of trophies. Both had moved off legendary quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Big Ben retires. And both of them draft a first-round quarterback. Not a great prospect. Kenny Pickett, I was told, I've never been a fan, was more of a top-of-the-third-round prospect, but he was from Pittsburgh Steelers. They draft him. And Jordan Love was wild. People I talked to in the league saw him as a second-round pick, top-of-the-third, wild. Uh, Neither a great prospect. Both Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett can drive a coach crazy, miss wide-open receivers, and at times look lost. But Green Bay has an offensive coach and an offensive culture. They've always been great at drafting and developing tight ends, tackles, linemen, offensive culture. From Lombardi, Holmgren, say what you want about McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, a lot of really good development, offensive culture. And you can see Jordan Love growing slowly. It is Brandon Staley's defense that allowed him to have his best game. But you can see he's more aggressive, he's more confident, he's making nice throws, made a couple last week, made more yesterday. Offensive coach, offensive culture. Let's talk Pittsburgh, defensive coach, defensive culture. Kenny Pickett's getting worse. They both have excellent young receivers, both have decent, not great offensive lines. But Kenny Pickett is regressing. And by the way, Zach Wilson, regressing defensive coach, defensive culture. Mac Jones, regressing defensive coach, defensive culture. Justin Fields, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, defensive culture. You see? Think about this year. Kevin O'Connell took Josh Dobbs without a practice, and he looked good. Brock Purdy, seventh rounder with Shanahan. Looks at times great. Tua with Mike McDaniel from bust to dynamic offense. Last year, McVay took Baker Mayfield with a practice. And you're like, damn, (laughs) that's pretty good with a practice. Jordan Love isn't great. But weeks one to five compared to weeks six to now, you can see growth. You can see clear improvement. You can see coaching. You can see what Green Bay has done through the years. They've also done it with wide receivers. They've also done it with offensive linemen. They've done it with tight ends. It's what Green Bay does. 
an offensive room, an offensive culture, so Jordan Love, who's not a great prospect but has talent, is starting to look at times a little bit of a gamer. Again, don't love him, but I see growth. And Kenny Pickett, it's getting worse. I've been on this sea change for years. I know you're tired of it. I don't love Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, but I think they'd be better with McVay and Shanahan. I think they'd be better with Mike McDaniels. Green Bay doesn't feel like a playoff team, and Jordan Love's never going to feel like Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Okay, But when you're a young quarterback and you get drafted, Drake May, Bo Nix, Mike Panix, Caleb Williams, I'm here to tell you, cross your fingers. Because it is a steeper hill to climb with a defensive coach. And Matt LaFleur wasn't happy early, was critical of Jordan Love, but Matt's seeing what all of us are seeing. Slowly but surely, he's figuring it out. The lights are going on. The game is slowing down a little. It's pretty cool. Here's the coach. Really proud of Jordan. to Just the poise that he showed, the leadership he showed. He made some big-time plays. I thought we, we left, left a few opportunities out there where we should be coming away with points. Um, but I, I do think, I think we can all see the improvement, and we got a great test in front of us. This is a really good defense we're about to play in Detroit, uh, but I am happy with the progress. For the record, Matt LaFleur was authentic. He was very upset early with Jordan Love, and Matt LaFleur went to the microphone and said it. I thought he coddled him in the preseason, coddled him early, but then was authentically upset with how Jordan was playing. Now he comes out and says, hey, I'm seeing some growth. Meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, the defensive coach, once again, somehow, can't be honest, and I love Tomlin. But at some point, it's Kenny Pickett, not everybody else. Is Kenny missing some confidence right now? No. What do you see with Kenny? It just doesn't seem to be clicking. You know, I think the Cleveland Browns had a lot to do with that. I'd, I'd be, I'd be, you know, disingenuous, man, if I didn't compliment them on, on their players, their schematics, how they played today, or the venue component of it. From an offensive perspective, there's a lot of things that were challenging today. And Kenny Pickett's regressing, and wasn't a great prospect, and everybody watching it, not Nate Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Appears to see. Folks, I've said it before. When you're blaming the O-line, drop passes, and play calling, it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. Well, the play calling. What, is C.J. Stroud's play calling brilliant? Or is C.J. Stroud just making the throws? The idea that Tom Brady just had 20 great years of play calling is absolute nonsense. You got to make throws. You got to make plays. You got to see the field. I don't think Justin Fields has a perfect situation, nor Kenny Pickett. But C.J. Stroud, Texans, Texans a year ago were the biggest mess in the league. C.J. Stroud sees the field, makes it happen, very accurate, makes good throws. Yesterday, made mistakes, didn't care, head forward, don't care, make throws, make plays. You can blame everybody you want. If you want to blame play calling, you go ahead. As if C.J. Stroud yesterday just got great play calling. I don't know, or he made great plays even on a turbulent afternoon. All right, we got all sorts of stuff. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, 45 minutes from now. Uh, the Jets debacle. <laughs> it, 
I love this week. I, I, this week is so fun. Wait, what's with that sinister laugh about the Jets? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's it, it, it's first of all, New York sports has just been a mess for a couple years, like yeah. like a long stretch. It's like, and I think a lot of it is reaching and trying to satisfy and swinging big and not really having a game plan. So I want to talk about that and the Jets. Oh where they're at, and why they're at it. And we'll talk about this going forward. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. All right, welcome back. Um, so uh, the Jets uh, have the lowest third-down conversion rate in the NFL in like 30 years. It's brutal. So um, you can only win defense. You can only win with defense so long in this league. So the Jets now are falling apart, and the Steelers' locker room's imploding because everybody's complaining. So early in the season, I heard this about the New York Jets. Look at our amazing defense. We can vie with the AFC contenders to the end of the year. And I said, factually, defensive players get hurt more than offensive players. You're not going to be healthy. Secondly, is defenses wear down, right? You're having to shed 330-pound offensive linemen. Defenses wear down. Ultimately, the best quarterbacks win in this league. Defense has limitations. Think about who won in the last week in the NFL. On Thursday, Lamar Jackson, maybe the MVP. Yesterday, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Tua Dak, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and C.J. Stroud, very good, narrowly beat out Kyler Murray, very good. That's the league, and increasingly more so than ever. The Jets were always fool's gold, 
with Zach Wilson. They were always fool's gold. And the New York media and the New York fans bought into this team, and now they're outraged and want everybody fired. That's what happens in life when you have unrealistic expectations. And it doesn't go as your ridiculous hype contends it would. You want everybody fired. This is not a fire everybody situation. This is a very good general manager, Joe Douglas, whiffed on a first-round left tackle and a first-round quarterback, and this is what you're left with. You have to reach, go overpay for an old quarterback, and then bring in his buddy, the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who's not great, and buy Alan Lazard, although no market for him really existed, and you bring over his buddies, and this is what you're left with. Okay? But if you miss on a first-round left tackle, and you miss on a first-round quarterback, and I like Joe Douglas... Those are arguably the two positions in the first round you can't miss on. You can miss on a corner. You can miss on a receiver. You can miss on a running back. You can miss on a tight end. You can't miss on those two. It's really hard to overcome because the draft only gives you one great quarterback a year and maybe two great offensive tackles. Gives you a dozen wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. So... This fire everybody situation is all based on unrealistic expectations. If you start a business, don't be surprised if it's got turbulence in the first two or three years. If you think it's going to be linear and trees grow to the sky, then you're going to want the CEO and the bosses fired, and that's unrealistic. The Jets were fool's gold. You cannot win in this league with a bad quarterback, a below-average OC, and a weak O-line. I don't care how good your defense is. It wears down. You can only ask them when a team can't pick up first downs and move the chains. You can only ask a defense to be on the field so many weeks in a row of 38 minutes. They wear down. They get tired of it. They're complaining in the Steelers' locker room. And they're complaining, and it's divided in the Jets' locker room. And now everybody wants everybody fired. I will say it again. I'd bring back Sala. I'd bring back the GM. This is a circus organization, a revolving door of GMs and coaches, and that sends a message throughout the league. Don't bring your family there. New York is expensive enough. New York, the media is tough enough. The last thing you need if you go to New York is an owner that is impulsive and fires people. You've already got to deal with New York taxes, New York weather, New York media, New York intensity, New York pressure, New York microscope. What you need, that's why everybody's always banging on the Yankees. They've had one bad season. But the, Brian Cashman's been there forever. They stay with Aaron Boone. You know, I mean, they've been doing this for years and years and years and stand with people, right? And, and, and what does it mean? It means the Mets are a circus. The Yankees aren't. The Yankees just had a bad year. But the Yankees aren't a circus. They may not win the championships. But this idea, just blow everybody out, that's all based on unrealistic expectations. Find me the team, bad coach, below average coordinator, terrible O-line that wins in this league. You can win in September doing a lot of nonsense. The Wildcat offense years ago won a few games in September. It's not the NFL. Here's the coach after. Who's your quarterback moving forward? Uh, we're going to watch the tape and, just, and uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow. How would you assess that Um, I don't think anyone did anything today. Uh, players, coaches, schemes. There wasn't, uh, it was obviously not good enough. By the way, I'm not into the beard. Better look. But again, take a deep breath. You start looking around who wins these divisions every year. There's a reason we, me, was able to predict most of these divisions. Find the best quarterback. If you have a confident coach, somebody that's competent, you're going to be a playoff team in this league. Overwhelmingly going to be a playoff team. Now, Joe Burrow should be, but he was hurt in September, and he's hurt again. He's done. So that's different. But by and large, if you got a Lamar, 
By and large, if, if you got a Josh Allen, if you've got a Trevor Lawrence, if you got a Jared Goff, if you got a Jalen Hurts, if you got a Dak, you know, you got a Mahomes, eh, pretty good chance you're going to make the playoffs. If you got Zach Wilson and he's not surrounded by much, come on, man. And it was, it was always fool's gold, and now everybody in New York wants to fire the bums. How about temper your expectations? Would you know, even with Aaron Rodgers, I didn't have this team getting to the playoffs. I did not have the Jets getting to the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. He gets hurt first game, and everybody in New York's got the Jets making it with Zach Wilson? What are we talking about here? He's arguably the least effective starting quarterback any of us have seen in a decade. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thanksgiving Day on Fox, an NFL tradition continues as Jared Goff and the division-leading Lions look to tighten their hold on the NFC North against Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, what's the line on that, baby? Pre-game coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Thanksgiving Day. I'm not doing on... a blazing five this week, but give me the Lions line this morning. That is, that scream. So Lions didn't play well but won against the divisional foe that they're better than. Why don't you try to guess it? Detroit well, is I, at home. I would say it's minus four and a half Detroit. Way off. Minus seven and a half. No, Detroit's going to hammer Green Bay. So Green Bay won a game they could have easily lost, so they're overvalued. Detroit lay the lumber. Possibly. Revenge spot for the Packers. They got smacked around earlier this That's year. That's because Detroit's way better. <laughs> so the line's seven and a half. Seven and a half. So if it gets bet down to seven, it's a play. It's so a line are you going to do a blaze in anything? Listen, I had a great week. Why mess around? <laughs> you, you and I both know Thanksgiving's the worst week to bet because teams are on short weeks, highly emotional, yeah. away from families. And I, you're spending time with your family, not locked into the lines and the injuries and all that stuff. It's the worst week. It's always been like, take it off, bet individual games. It's hard. I fear no line. Okay, good for you. <laughs> so, um, you know, the whole Russell Wilson thing, I think we sometimes forget. Uh, we all live in this in immediacy, right? Like whatever happens now is the only thing that's ever happened. So you look at Russell Wilson and you're like, I don't know. So let's go look at Russell Wilson's first 10 starts with Sean Payton and compare it to Tom Brady's first 10 starts with the Bucks and Bruce Arians and Matt Stafford's first 10 starts with the Rams and Sean McVay. Oh, what do you know? Russell Wilson's the most accurate of all of them and has the best touchdown-interception ratio of all of them. Middle of the pack compared to these two. Not quite Matthew Stafford's passer rating, but higher than Brady. And here's the thing. Russell Wilson plays in the tougher AFC. Stafford and Brady did it. Brady did it in a horrible division. So you forget the Bucks were 7-5 and five in a bad division in a weaker conference. Brady and Bruce Arians were not clicking through 10 weeks. And Brady's yelling at people, yelling at his offensive lineman. Stafford got blown out a couple of times. 
They were a mess. He had They had a three-game losing streak in the first ten games. You can remember some of those games. Stafford was reckless and undependable. But Brady and Stafford didn't inherit shipwrecks. Stafford went to a team with McVay. Andrew Whitworth left tackle. Cooper Cup. They'd been to the playoffs. And Brady went to a team... If you remember it, they were scoring all sorts of points. Jameis Winston just kept throwing pick sixes. They were 7-9. and nine. They needed another tackle. Tristan Wirfs, they drafted him. But they were scoring points. They had weapons. There's a reason Tom Brady chose Tampa. Everybody in the league was like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, good interior line, excellent pass rushers, good young secondary. People liked Tampa's talent. They had to get right tackle short up, and then they needed Gronk and some maturity and a winning quarterback. But Tampa wasn't a mess. They were very talented and capable of scoring a lot of points, and the Rams were 10-6. and six. With Goff, they were a playoff team. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton had to fix everything. The culture, the locker room. Payton had to fix Russell Wilson. Russell had to fix Russell Wilson. So it's just a much steeper mountain to climb. And I think we forget it was bumpy for Brady. Even despite that bad division, old Drew Brees was his primary rival. Tom struggled with New Orleans his entire time in Tampa. He couldn't beat the Saints. Always struggled with the Saints. And you forget how ugly Stafford was. He was just reckless and out of control. That's with Sean McVay and good players capable of winning the Super Bowl. So it's like you just you're, it's just a steeper hill to climb. If I was a Denver Bronco fan today, I'm watching that game last night, J Mac. I'm watching it and I'm saying to myself, this is we all know quarterback matters in this league more than coaching. But boy, this is an example of coaching matters in the NFL. Sean, take out the Dolphin game. So Sean Payton comes in, they're 0-3, they're losing close. The Dolphins game's a disaster. Remember Brady had that Chicago loss. Remember Brady had the Chicago loss on Thursday Night Football, screaming at people, disaster. Stafford, if I can recall, had a game against the Titans in SoFi. Disaster. They all had a disaster. But then they start losing close, and then winning close, and then winning comfortably. And I don't know, when I watched the Broncos last night, all their players, Simmons, their left tackle, their running back we like, Judy Cortland Sutton. Say this for Denver. Sean Payton's got all their best players playing well. Mm. It's still not a great team. Colin, two for 12 on third down. No, they weren't Not great. even 300 yards of offense. Well, the Vi- 13 first downs. Vikings were, Vikings were very hot. Vikings had won five straight. Yeah. One for five in the red zone. Mm. Colin right, Colin wrong next. Be optimistic, America. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlay live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Where Colin was right. Winning week, blazing five, three and one. We had the Rams close over Seattle, the Bills clobbering the Jets, and the Bears covering but losing to the Lions. Uh, Miami game was weird. They were clearly better, for, better, but made so many mistakes. And we have Philadelphia plus the points tonight. So it was a good week, three and one, uh, on our blazing five. Where Colin was wrong. Well, I thought um, when uh, Trayvon Diggs got hurt, the Cowboys' secondary would not be the same. They wouldn't be as aggressive. But uh, Jerron Bland, how about that? Four pick sixes. Uh, He's been terrific. And their secondary's been fine. Uh, They're second in total defense. They've remained aggressive now. In fairness, some of this is the offenses they have played. Uh, It helps. When it's, uh, you know, Bryce Young's in the middle of a rebuild, I still like him, but it's a rebuild, and Tommy DeVito is what he is, but I was wrong on that. Where Colin was right. Sean Payton did it. We said it'll take a while, but he's a great coach. Russell Wilson's not washed. He may not be Russell in Seattle, but I thought last night he looked as close to Russell Wilson, Seahawk version, as I've seen. Uh, The defense, by the way, he moved off some older players. It's young. It's aggressive. This team doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They're still not great. They struggled on third down, but they have beaten Kansas City, Buffalo, and now the Red Hot Vikings. We were right. Where Colin was wrong. I had Caleb Williams as a 10 out of 10 prospect. I still think he's the number one pick, and I like him, but I don't think he's nearly as perfect a uh, prospect. I didn't think he looked that engaged against UCLA. He can be moody at times, overly emotional. Uh, his mechanics have regressed. He looks sloppy at times. Hey, it's not easy. This 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 football team, the offensive line's been a huge disappointment, but I, I don't think he's Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, uh, and I do worry about Chicago because their history of missing on quarterbacks, but he just does not look as fully engaged as I hope he would. 
where Colin was right. I said two weeks ago, you got to bench Zach Wilson. It's a myth by the GM. It's a whiff. It's okay. It happens. So let's not let's not fire everybody. But it, it is so bad now. This is this is the least effective quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL as a starting quarterback, as a franchise top ten guy. Um, and again, I I, you, I got pushback when I said, yeah, I think I'd move off him. There's no point. Play the backups. Get a worse record. You're not a playoff team. But you're you're seeing now what's happening when you don't bench him. Everybody sees the occasional good play, and now they want the GM and the coach fired, and it's man overboard with the New York Jets. Where Colin was right. Brandon Staley, a miss. Folks, if you go look at the Chargers, and he runs the defense, and it's a good defense, they're 30th in virtually everything. Rushes of 10-plus yards, catches over 20 yards, and he remains incredibly defiant and snippy anytime anybody questions him. Full confidence, like I, I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller, in the way that we teach, and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Situationally, defense, media, I don't think the players buy into him. Jordan Love had his best game easily as a pro, and Jordan Love deserves credit. I mean, he made some nice throws. That's a nice throw. But they all come against the Chargers, it seems like. Everybody has a great day against the Chargers defense. Where Colin was wrong. Uh, am I in a wrong one here? Or am I in a right one? I think I got a Oh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I'm wrong on that. They've lost six straight and look bad. And by the way, outside of Steph Curry, nobody can score. Klay Thompson looks shot. Andrew Wiggins looks shot. Um, you know, the Chris Paul thing's been okay, but now Steph Curry's hurt. They just, they got guys who are, in a weird way, it's pretty good that Klay Thompson's done because they don't have to pretend they have to extend him. But they, they look old, they look small, and they are completely, utterly Steph Curry dependent. Where Colin was right? I don't get Kenny Pickett. I never got Kenny Pickett. Last seven games, two touchdown passes. Passer rating in the 70s. You can blame the play calling, but some of these throws are brutal. He's not even close, and he's losing confidence. I don't see it. Um, I mean, a rookie backup outplayed him. I, I just don't see it. I've never seen it. His last seven games, he barely completes 60% of his throws. I thought accuracy was one of his was one of his go-to strengths. Like, I don't get it with Kenny Pickett. Where Colin was right? When people said Chip Kelly's going to get fired, I said, that's ridiculous. Chip's an excellent coach, albeit a quirky personality. He's not a great recruiter. But the truth is, I watched them go play USC, and they were energized. They played their butts off. The players were into it. The sideline was emotional. It looked like UCLA had a lot to play for more than USC. I thought they had a great defensive game plan. Chip Kelly's won nine games, eight games. He's beaten USC three times. His teams struggle this year because they've got a freshman quarterback and they don't really have a great quarterback. USC does. But I'll say it again with Chip Kelly. He may not be your cup of tea, and he's not great with boosters. But UCLA is a basketball school, and Chip Kelly puts a lot of guys in the pros. I've seen him beat LSU. There's no reason they would ever beat LSU. I've seen him beat USC several times, and I thought Saturday they looked completely energized, well-coached, an excellent game plan, and executed it precisely.
Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, per Ian Rappaport, the Jets are benching Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle is now the starter. <laughs> Good luck, J-Mac. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Steve Smith, five-time Pro Bowler, NFL Network, joining us live. For the record, who do you like tonight? I, I, I like Philadelphia. I think they have. I think they understand what they are. I think they're really good situationally with Jalen Hurts. They know what they are on third down. I think Kansas City's a developing offense that doesn't quite know what they are yet. I like Philly tonight. What say you? Who do you like? I mean, I like Philly as well. I, but every time I pick against Patrick Mahomes, he always uh, shows me how incorrect I am. Uh, so I'm not going to go against Patrick Mahomes. I think um, – or I, my humble opinion would be for both teams, Brian Johnson, the new offensive coordinator who was formerly the, the um, quarterback coach, and Matt Nagy, who was formerly the quarterback coach uh, as well. These are two guys who, um, like anything else, they, they have the job. It's their job to lose. But I think they're still figuring out uh, what, is, what it is like to be a offensive coordinators, whether you have a lot of great weapons uh, like the Philadelphia Eagles or you have some guys who are still figuring it out, like the Kansas City Chiefs. But both teams have looked a shell of what they looked like last year, yeah. uh, obviously in the playoff runs and also in the Super Bowl. And I think people are discounting that new offensive coordinators affect a lot of things. And you don't always see – the success um, immediately, and uh, people are experiencing that with the Eagles and Chiefs when sometimes you say, hey, what's going on this week or what happened offensively? So uh, Russell Wilson looks to be about 90% of Seattle, Russ, but he's moving, he's lateraling, he's making plays. I, I was saying earlier that, you know, the Internet doesn't allow you to take time to solve problems. you got to solve it tomorrow. And it's like, that's not the way it works. It's really hard to start a business or reboot your marriage. or Like, it's hard. Are you surprised it took so long, or are you surprised that it's this good right now? What do you make of Denver, Russell, Peyton, and all of it? I mean, Peyton is uh, – Sean Peyton, you know, when he got the job, uh, we assumed that we will see immediate results with Russell Wilson just because of what Russell Wilson did in uh, Seattle. But I think it shows you what Russell Wilson was able to do in Seattle and what has transpired with Russell Wilson uh, is a telltale sign that, you know, it's two individuals trying to figure out uh, one quarterback who is a little bit different compared to what he was uh, prior to the trade. And uh, I think Sean will figure it out, and I think hopefully Russell will continue uh, to to keep playing uh, pretty good football right now, and and they have turned things around. Um, I just ho- I'm not sure if people think they've turned it around so much that you know um, they'll mess around and 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 beat some teams possibly or he- head to the playoffs. I, I'm not sure. I think that's a stretch for, uh, as of right now. So I, I with Jordan Love, I can see growth. With Mac Jones, yeah, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, I can't. And Kenny Pickett's interesting because Tomlin keeps defending him. But Najee Harris is finally like, like, I'm over it. 
I don't think you can fool players. And whereas with Jordan Love, I think the guys are buying into him going, there's stuff there. There's moments there. Yeah. I don't think you can sell Mac, Zach, or Kenny to those locker rooms. I don't think guys buy. Am I wrong? Do you think Pittsburgh players still buy Kenny Pickett, who has regressed the last seven games? You know, I, I, I'm not in that locker room. I haven't spoken to anyone in that locker room, at, at least deliberately, about uh, you know how and what do they feel about Kenny Pickett. Uh, I will tell you, I was at, I, I had the opportunity to go down to their training camp, and I would give a little bit of grace to Kenny Pickett because I do believe that offense uh, scheme doesn't play to Kenny Pickett's strengths. I, that's what I would say. Um, when you look at this offense and you look at how they how they do things, I've never been a fan of this offense under Matt Canada, and I and I've expressed that, and I think we're starting to see it. It's it's hard to say that it's all on Kenny Pickett, but I I do got to throw a little bit, you know, whether if this is a cookie, I mean I don't know if Matt Canada is the melted butter or margarine or if he's the you know dab of salt. Uh, the the cinnamon stick, but he is something in this recipe um, that's that's it's a little off. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it it tastes a little different. Brandon Staley, um, I I come. My takeaway is if you get a coaching job, it's not wins and losses necessarily. I'm going to judge you on early, but if you're an offensive coach, McVay solved the Rams' offense about five games into his tenure. Uh, Brian Flores may have been fired in Miami, but he figured out the defense really quickly, about seven weeks. I watched the Chargers. This is a defensive coach. They're last in everything. 10-plus yards, 20-plus catches, blowing leads. Steve, at some point, you got to master your side of the ball, don't you? Yes. I, I mean, it's... Um, I even think... Uh... Matt Eberflusen is right there. You could throw him in that category too. Like, yeah. you can't be known for being an offensive guy and your offense isn't very good, or a defensive guy and your defense is, isn't very good. Or, you know, heck, you can't be a special teams coach and be dead last in special teams. Right. So you, you got to have some kind of identity when you are hired as a specialist as a specialist of something. When I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, I always write on my notes which Chargers team is going to show up. And I think a lot of that has to do with the head coach, just how he does things. And there's a lot of question marks. His uh, analytics, uh, the the risk that he takes defensively, um, offensively, it just doesn't seem to make sense a lot of the times. And so I think uh, I believe that when the opportunity comes, when they have to evaluate, should they, you know, keep Brandon Staley or not? Um, I think they're probably going to lean on uh, letting them go. Uh, or as they say, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Finally, Caleb Williams did not have a very good second half of the season. We know he's talented. Mm -hmm. But he, he can be an emotional player. I didn't think he was very engaged this weekend against UCLA. Do you think less of him? Is he still your number one pick if you were a GM? What do you mean? He's clearly talented. That's not even uh, that's not even an argument. I I think he's the number one pick, but there's a lot of people out there saying he's very emotional. He's erratic. His mechanics have regressed. You've watched him. What do you make of him today compared to maybe a year ago? 
Well, before I answer, I, I, I would say this. You know, I heard a lot of people have comments on Caleb Williams, you know, after the loss, you know, and him getting emotional with his parents. I think sometimes people don't even necessarily can read the room. Think about it. Caleb Williams loses that game. He gets emotional, and the question is never asked why. Well, why is because he realizes that his collegiate career is over. He doesn't have an opportunity pay to play for a Pac-12 championship and eventually po possibly pay play for uh, getting into the college playoffs. And all of a sudden, people are expecting him not to be a young teenager, a young man who's who's knows pretty much after this college season, he's an adult. He has responsibilities. He's expected to work on holidays, right? Uh, you know, 401K, 1099, W2, W9. Like, he, he's going into real life. And for him to get emotional or he's erratic, my answer to that is, so you're telling me he's a college student. Huh. He's a young man. <laughs> That, that's that's what I hear. Like I, right? I have I got four kids. I got a 26 year old who's doing his master's program, who's figuring out what life is really like. Right? Um, working and and managing his time for his master's. I got a daughter who just graduated from a cosmetology school, doing her own business, and then I have an 18 year old son who's in college. He's a freshman, and he's figuring out how to wash his own clothes at a laundromat with a coin machine, right, in college. That's not to say that he's irresponsible. That's just to say that life is throwing him things that he's not expecting. And he's, in, and unlike everyone else, you get to see how he responds, how he reacts, what he thinks, what he, how he's feeling. Where most people are not filmed at the height of emotion. They're generally, you see them after the fact or you hear about it, but you don't get the physically see it live as it comes in. And so to evaluate a young kid like that and anyone else by watching them, he didn't jump off the top rope and, and drop kick somebody. He was emotional. He he doesn't like losing. Well, so you want a kid that is is okay with losing? Who <laughs> who looks forward to losing? I mean you gotta pick you gotta pick and choose what are you looking for? Are you looking for passion? Or, or, or are you looking for what makes you feel good? And, and that's called selective hearing and, and, and selective, uh, you know, outcome desire. Good stuff. Desire. That's a good answer. I like that answer. It's got the old school. Is that a Dodger hat on? Old school. Or is that, or is that a... Oh, of course. I'm always... I'm a, I, as someone pointed out, I'm always pointing west because that's where I'm from. <laughs> good seeing you, my man. Good seeing you, Steve. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.